For those of you that are just tuning in, this is an In My Humble Opinion exclusive where we deem this Save the City. Mm -hmm. um, we have on here a host of people that are looking to save the city. Um, right. In My Humble Opinion, Chief Brackney, mm -hmm. Sade Gilliam, uh, Charlesville Tomorrow. Um, we're all sitting here just having conversation. For those of you that just tuned in, I asked the chief, what does defund the police look like to a police officer or when they mm -hmm. hear that? So thank you. Um, so what I've said right from the beginning is sometimes we get caught up in words and rhetoric and really not the, the meaning behind what people are asking for. Mm -hmm. Right. So when I hear defund the police, I actually kind of just push the labeling aside to see ask people, what is it that they're really asking for? And oftentimes what you're finding out is that um, communities want a different response than one that may necessarily have policing in, in, in it. And then they also, if the police are involved, whatever that structural system is, they want to know that they're going to be treated fairly and justly and equitably with respect um, when they are in that moment, when you have to dial 911 to leverage group police resources, right? That is a hard enough thing to do anything on any day, to pick up a phone and say, I need some help for whatever that issue is um, I'm, I'm experiencing, whether it's violence or trauma or, or some other um way. So what I, I, I normally think about in terms of defunding, this is an entire movement that I think is sustainable. For the first time, I think it is sustainable. And the reason I think it's sustainable is because of how quickly across the nation people have acted to um, change legislature, to the laws are changing, you know, banning chokeholds. Um, all of the things are now codified in laws and you undoing that would be extremely difficult. Um, what I think there should be and is a need or a call for is what systems can we put in place to meet the overall needs of the, the city of Charlottesville um, around violence, around um, emotional wellness, around poverty, education, etc. And how do we all work together to ensure um, the success of this city? Mm -hmm. And that's why I think it's important to have individuals like Shade in this um, and their perspective and how we all can come together and contribute. That's right. Shade, how, yeah. what, what, from what the um, police chief said, how do you think or what would you tell her or the city that we need in our communities? So that we don't have situations where we're blocking off the streets, where somebody is another hashtag, where um, just just more loss of life. What what would you say that we need in our communities? So um, one, I appreciate you having me, man. Mm -hmm. um, it's crazy because I want to give a little context um, mm -hmm. to um, to just who I am and where I am right now in life. Um, yeah. then, I, then I get into that question. Right. So. Um, born and raised in Charlottesville, you know, born in Prospect, um, raised um, in the county, um, gravitated to the homies over at Garrett, you know what I'm saying, had squabbles with homies over, <laughs> over at Page Street, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. and, and had family over South First Street. So, like, all across the board, I would, I would say, like, I've never been in a situation um, where I felt like I wasn't um, acceptable you know what I'm saying, right. or, or um, um, welcome in any part of town, mm -hmm. right? Um, and that's that's solely because res I've always respected, you know what I'm saying, the relationships that I had, the, the dudes who was out there, even when I was out and not even moving right, I had um, respect and loyalty 
above all else, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I built relationships over time, even now where I am now in, in, the, in the phase of life I am now, that I can still um, go back to those relationships and have meaningful, impactful relationships with dudes who are either trying to transition out of certain lifestyles or they're still in that lifestyle. And I'm learning how, and we're learning how to um, coexist in our different, in our separate spaces, right? So um, I say one, um, for my nine to five, you know, I work for the city of Charlottesville and I provide um, services to the reentry community, right? Mm-hmm. Anybody who's ever had a history of incarceration, um, I work with the Home to Home program and we serve individuals who have issues of incarceration and looking to advocate for fairness and um, fairness and housing um, and employment. You know, we just were um, allocating funds to the city through the COVID relief to provide housing to individuals who were, whether they were reentry, um, homeless, or actually have a place and they just need assistance because times are tough. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So um, my heart is for my people, man. My heart is for the city. Um, and so I say all that to say to the point that you, um, the question that you made and was the main thing I feel um, that we need um, and, and as a city or um, a community, black community, in impoverished areas and um, um, in areas where there's no resources is mm. access to resources. Mm. Right. Mm. So like um, well, however that looks as far as like I was recently on a podcast with some brothers. Right. And we got to talking about counseling. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm 35 years old and up until what four years ago i have never ever ever had access to a counselor nor where to find one nor one i can identify with nor one that can i could trust you know what i'm saying and that's and and i know they exist right and i know they exist but if i'm trying to if i'm struggling working a serving job to make a hundred dollars a week mm. you know what i'm saying how am i going to afford a counselor at 75 dollars an hour mm. Mm. very you know true if, if I'm if I'm if I'm if I don't have access or um, or people around me don't have access, listen, <laughs> you are a product of your environment, right? Mm-hmm. Well, growing up, all I saw were 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 boys. All I saw was homies toting guns. All I saw was gaming. All I saw was set claiming. All I saw was you know what I'm saying it wasn't like of course I, I I grew up in the I grew up in the 90s but my when I was like a teen that was like in my late 90s early 2000 years like that whole 90s spread where people was getting murdered when I when I was out here in the streets like when we had problems with somebody bro we was fighting mm. right and I'm not advocating that I'm just saying the the way, the way things are the way things are being handled now is way different than the way my generation raised up. Like we would we would go over in packs to whatever hood we had problems with on weekends, weekdays, whatever, and we yep. would squat. <laughs> nobody was thinking about, hey yo, somebody might got a gun. It was like, nah, bro, this is what we do. We got a problem, somebody said something at the mall, let's go over to the hood, we're gonna fight, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna see if we can next time. That's right. right. And, and Sade makes an important point, mm-hmm. right? So the one thing he just said that is actually a twist on the question that was asked. Mm-hmm. What do we need from the what police need, or what yeah. do we need from the city? He didn't mention either one of those. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. We keep defaulting to what we know. Mm-hmm. We're not asking for anything different. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay, government, 
government. Any way you want to say it, government, at the B, I don't care. We keep trying to get some sort of formalized institutional system of supremacy that created the system to fix the problem, right? So yesterday, I called for the community. I called for the community and said, we have so many resources here. My streets, when I say my streets, I'm talking about from Pittsburgh, where I'm from, and I'm much like Sade. I grew up where only opportunities for women, particularly for girls, were you were in the arms of somebody. There was mm. no idea that you were the only way mm. you got out of, you hooked up with the drug dealer because that was the only way you got money. And that's still going on right now today. But when I looked and saw this summer from L.A. to New York to Charlottesville, down to Tallahassee, Florida, Berlin, you name it, people took to the streets for social justice. If you can pull together those kind of resources, then you know what? Then go all in behind your game. Don't claim you out here for social justice and it's um, no justice, no peace march. Mm -hmm. If you say you're down for justice, why don't we have those same kind of community resources out there being put into these places where we know that there is a deficit? Okay. We know it exists. We know where the, the problems are. And then I'll get some text message tomorrow that says, how much of your budget, Chief Brackney, are you willing to give to defund the police so that we can have these projects, right? Mm. And I ask the same the question. I'll give you 100% of my budget. Then make sure you're the one that's going over there to that 911 call. You go ahead and handle that. And if we, and that's okay. And if we have systems, it's not enough to, to for, for Sade to not have access to a clinician of color. If we have the resource, but they don't have capacity because they're overwhelmed, it doesn't matter that we're resource rich. Mm. I've asked for where of all our influencers, where mm. are every one of our advocates, our social injustice and community advocates, when we're talking about this problem? Where, where are our educators? Where are our mentors? I've heard from one person who emailed me and said, hey, I think there's some way I can help with this violence. Okay. I think there's some way that can help. One person has emailed me. I don't have to be the person who coordinates the resources. I don't have to be that person. Right. Tr get somebody you trust to know and let them work with me. Heck, call Razor Charles. Yeah, call um, me. <laughs> tell them, hey, I, I got something and let them get the, let them get it to us. Mm -hmm. But the key is going to have to be to change this. It's going to have to come from the community yeah, and they sucks. need to drive that home. And, uh, it, and the other thing, this is not outside community folks mm -hmm. that are causing the kind of havoc in this community. We want to hang our head on that the, the headlines were that there were three brothers from Georgia that were arrested. Right. They didn't just happen to find their way to the local Chick-fil-A here in Charlottesville and think that might be the place to hang out. Yeah. They have connections here. They have family here. They have roots here. And we need to start owning that so that we can then deal with the issue. Okay. That's a perfect segue for us to take a quick break. Um, for those of you that are just now tuning in, this is an In My Humble Opinion exclusive mm -hmm. where we're calling it Save the City.